0: Welcome to The Howler, your look at the state of Wolfpack Athletics. Now here are your hosts, Ethan Barry and Thomas Overton. Welcome back another week, another edition of The Howler, Ethan Barry, Thomas Overton. Along to you, alongside you as
1: always, Thomas, how's it going? Yeah, it's going pretty good. i been under the weather for the last two weeks with it. I think it's hopefully just the pollen scent. So. Go away eventually. Last week was bad, yeah. so we didn't have an episode. Yeah, um, I really couldn't even talk, <laughs> so it would have been, been it would have been tough. Yeah, we've been Ethan ranting, which I guess that's pretty normal. So yeah, I don't know, but it's it's better today by far, so that's good. Um, last day of class, and you've been done, right? I haven't done anything all semester. Yet. Okay. Yeah, I in my last class this morning, um, a few exams finish up, and I'll be halfway done with my academic career so
0: i've had two classes all semester and they only meet on mondays so well that's exciting and i don't really have anything to do in them so it's been nice and then i don't have any exams so, so all i've got to do is a journal and then i'm done yeah you watch a lot more um sporting events than i yeah. get too so yeah yeah and uh we got a lot to talk about we missed uh last week obviously um so i i guess we're not gonna start with nc state sports we got to start with the hurricanes uh, i think um, we have to Man, that was a phenomenal game last night. Um, I wish I wish I was more of a diehard hockey fan. I really do. Yeah. I'm just not. And maybe this playoff run will get me back into it. Maybe. But, um, man, what a game. Yeah, it was incredible, especially with the Canes down, lost the first two games in Washington.
1: Um, you felt that all hope was basically lost, but they come back, win the two games, and Raleigh tie it up. So, at that point, um, you're probably feeling pretty good if you're um, a Hurricane or a Hurricanes fan. And last night's double overtime game, I mean, the Hurricanes just – their conditioning in overtime, especially the second overtime, uh-huh. the puck was in the offensive zone for the Canes the right at, at Holby yeah. the entire time. You just knew that um, the Canes were going to have to pull it out. Now, Washington had some good chances, I thought, in the third and the beginning of the first overtime period. Um, but it was all Canes from there. So, um, great series. They've got the Islanders. Short rest. I think they might have just flown straight to um, Long yeah. Island, which is crazy because they're going to play tomorrow night. So, you finish Wednesday at about – it was about eleven oh five. It was past eleven, was I think. Yeah, um, you've got a seven. It wasn't too late. Yeah, but it's a seven p.m. Uh, puck drop for a team that hasn't played in at least uh, probably about a week. The Islanders swept Pittsburgh, yeah. um, in round one, so little disadvantage there. But maybe you like it. Maybe you're still
0: in the groove. And obviously, the the Canes conditioning, yeah. um, uh, probably going to help them again. So I, I agree with you. Before I share my thoughts on the series, I I think it's going to be an advantage for the Canes. Yeah, G- like the week off does not help. Right, it doesn't help in the playoffs. You're running on adrenaline at this point. Like maybe there's something to say for being the fresher team, but I feel like most most of the time I would prefer to be the team coming off you know the game seven win on the road, right. as opposed to the team who hasn't who hasn't played in like a week. I remember, and, and obviously that's not always the case. Maybe the Islanders come out and they are the fresher team, and and you know game goes overtime in in the first game, and the Islanders just win because they have more legs. But I feel like most of the time in the playoffs. In any sport, rest is a bad thing. Yeah. So, so. Uh, that's just my thoughts. And, and I like the Canes to win game one, actually, because yeah. of that. Um, but, yeah, my thoughts on the series. It was a really good series. Yeah, like it was you a great said, series. This, this games weren't really as close as you would have thought. Until but seven. But, yeah, but awesome. they were closer than the scores indicated. Yeah. Like, what did the Canes win game six, five to two? But it, they were down in the third period, right? Or right. at the beginning? Or late in at the second, anyway. At the beginning, anyway. game six, uh,
1: Hurricanes yeah. were down. Yeah. One goal, and then... Again, by a goal. So, um, we forget game two. Uh, I think the Hurricanes had an advantage. They've already played overtime period in Washington game two, where Washington scored really early, um, in the
0: overtime period. So, I, I felt like the Canes were the better team throughout yeah. the series, but the Capitals were more efficient with their scoring opportunities. Yeah, I I don't don't know, does that make sense? I mean, I'm I'm not right. a hockey guy. Like, please. So I could be way off base here, but I felt like. The Canes had more opportunities, but the Capitals were better with right. their opportunities, and a lot of that's because they had the best player in the league. Oh yeah, you know, Ovechkin. And, right. and that was the thing about Game Seven and overtime, was, um, you know, the Canes were playing really well, but when the best player on the t- when the best player on the ice is on the other team, right, you're always scared, and um, I felt like once it got like. Uh, Ajo scored the shorthanded goal, and then the Capitals responded. And then once the Canes responded to the Capitals' response, right, like, that was the game. Yeah. It, it, was, it felt like the Canes could have won it in the third overtime, too. I mean, Braden Holpe was the reason. Right, that the it Capitals made it to the goal, second e- overtime. Well, even the first overtime. Okay, yeah. I thought. Um, and obviously, Mrazik made some really nice saves. Um but uh, there was just a feeling with all the it was the canes thought, were so much better in overtime yeah so much but better. I thought the Capitals
1: had some great chances just getting uh, Peter Mrazek flustered in the net towards the very end of the third period and the beginning of overtime especially right there yeah. when the puck was rolling around the crease um, and Brock McGinn came sliding in and slapped yeah. it away yeah. so but it was those types of plays that made you feel like the canes
0: just had to win the game because yeah. they were obviously determined so and, and the uh, longer the game went on you could tell like. Even from watching on TV, the arena was just right. They they could sense the dread. Yeah, and um, you know it was a really nice win for the Canes. It took a really long time. I feel like it's not a game seven unless it goes to overtime. Right. You know, but this is
1: uh sorry the first time um, I think in the Stanley Cup history that the top four seeds have lost. Yeah. In the, f- That's in crazy. the first round, absolutely crazy. It's, it's so an
0: opportunity for the Canes. It really is. I know a lot of people were talking first round. You know, before the matchups had been figured out. People wanted the Canes to play the Islanders. Right. And, um, you know, here they are in the second round. But a lot of people would have thought you would not have picked the Canes and the Islanders at the beginning of the year to come out of the Metropolitan Division. Oh, probably not, especially
1: right around December. Canes, yeah. and, uh, Canes dead last Islanders. Down there somewhere. I don't know yeah. how far. But and
0: the Islanders lost their best player, John Tavares, in the offseason. Right. But – um It'll be a good series. I, I like the Canes. The Canes have a team of destiny feel around them. That's what I've exactly been saying. Destiny's I d- team. I don't so know that they get to the Stanley Cup, but I think they win at least another round.
1: Yeah, I've got the Canes in six. Um, that sounds d- right to me. I do yeah. like them in the East with. Um, you do with Tampa Bay going out, and then the Canes taking out Washington. So you've uh, you probably have to go through. Um, well, there's a graph. Boston. So
0: yeah, there's a graph going around that. Um, the Canes are like favored to right, win the yes. Stanley Cup. Yes. I don't know what that's based on, but I saw it before the regular season, and the Canes were like had one of the three or four best chances to get to the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I saw a or stat today that
1: the Canes were favored um, in the East. Just I, I saw think the, the way Canes were favored to win the right. whole thing. Well, that's also true. I think especially since the way they've been playing since um, the turn of the calendar. You know, obviously it's not the best team all year because no. Tampa Bay was swept, um, was scoring the most points almost ever. And NHL season, yeah. so absolutely that, that was point. crazy. If somehow Columbus can um, sneak by Boston, I don't think they'll sweep them. But um, yeah, and the Canes would pass uh, New York, then the Canes would actually be the the better seed going into the Eastern Final. Yeah, which would be absolutely insane to have a seven eight Eastern Final. Yeah, uh, Raleigh would get that extra game if needed, so that'd be wild. I think
0: uh, it's tough for me being a Bostonian. Like, okay. what if the Canes and the Bruins play? I think you like might, I, yeah. I'm definitely a Canes fan. But at the same time, I want to see all four Boston teams win in the same year. Yeah. I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm not a Bruins fan. I, I'm Celtics and Red Sox. But I really want to see four teams from Boston win in the same year. That, w- that, would, be, that would be awesome. Don't ask me who I'm going to root for if it gets yeah. to that point. But. I think
1: the craziest thing to finish off with the Canes is that the last time the Hurricanes won a series was '09, 9 mm-hmm. and it was at Boston. It was in the second round, so – but it was double overtime in yeah. game seven. I remember that Scott game. Scott Walker, yeah. absolutely incredible Wasn't that game. was it the very end of second
0: overtime? It too? was towards the end, yeah. yeah.
1: Incredible game. Um, Scott Walker put it in the net, so. <coughs>
0: Ooh, we'll we'll see what happens. We, so, we both like the Canes. Yeah. I, I think six sounds about right. I think the Canes will win one. Um, win one of the first two in New York. And then win three and four at home. Islanders will win game five and Canes will finish in six. Yeah, I've got that also, so. Um, so yeah, it's been a fun time, and it's nice to see. Look, I, I rag on bandwagon fans as much as anybody, but it's nice to see, um, you know, the support of uh, of the team. I saw one person point out that it's uh, it's it's nice to see Duke and UNC fans if they're rooting right. for and for the Canes, which they probably aren't even, but if they are. Uh, it's nice to see them feel what it's like to be an underdog and disrespected by, yeah, uh, by the referees. By everybody. I, I'll yeah. tell you what, that delay of game in the overtime, I, I, I've i never once gotten mad about hockey officiating. But I was so mad when they called the Because they missed the first one? Because or they missed the first the wrong one. Call. Okay. No, because they missed the first one. <coughs> like, to me, like, you've got to see that. And you know what? What you have to do if you get that first one wrong, you have to go out and call a penalty on the next play. I don't care. I don't care what it is. You got it wrong. Yeah. Go do it. And then to just turn around and make the same call so easily too, you know, whatever. Yeah, I was trying to remember Dave if the Canes were even on the power play last night. Excuse me.
1: <coughs> the was refs, it like one? One, or one maybe? They might have had one. I think um, Washington might have had two or three, including that overtime one. So um, the refs, I think they did a good job letting the players decide it, you know. It's kind of frustrating when someone's in the box for the whole period. And
0: yeah, just ask uh, – Vegas how they feel about that oh man that's that's mind-blowing but uh uh yeah so we both like Canes and Six um and then Thomas has got to run run to get some water real quick but uh we got the NFL draft coming up tonight starts in a couple of hours um and obviously it's a big day for NC State football you've got uh, uh Garrett Bradbury who's who looks like a not a surefire first rounder but but pretty close. Um, And then you got uh, Ryan Finley, Kelvin Harmon are both going to be picked pretty high. I I don't know that they're first rounders, but I I at least think Kelvin for sure is a second rounder. Finley, I could see him going second, third. I could see Finley going anywhere from first to third round, but it'll be exciting for State. Two first rounders, at least two first rounders, two years in a row. Um, Maybe they get an extra one this year. But... um, you know, I, I'm not going to get into a mock draft or anything like that about where guys are going to go. There's just no way of knowing. But I, I would be really surprised if Bradbury doesn't go in the first round. Um, and then I, I think Finley goes. I think Finley might go in the first round. I'm not going to say he's going to. I feel like there's a pretty decent chance, though, just because of the need for quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> we see he's definitely got the the potential um,
1: to continue to develop. Like we were talking about, he could be really good at um, learning from a veteran like Tom Brady or someone like that for a few years before he takes over. So if that's what you're looking for and maybe you have a draft pick to give up, you don't absolutely need something in the first round for next season, Um, Finley's probably probably a safe bet. Um,
0: Yeah. I mean, you know you're going to get something out of him. He's not going to bust, right? He might not necessarily be your franchise saver, but you're at least going to get somebody who can keep your head above water, like at the very minimum. Um, and at the worst, you know, he's—I uh, shouldn't say at the very minimum. At the worst, he's probably a backup, a good backup, which is fine, right? And he's 24 years old, so he's—he's he's probably not going to get much better than he is right now. But um, uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens with that. I definitely think there's a chance he goes first rounder. The quarterbacks is so up in the air. Kyler Murray is probably going to go number one, and then after that, who do you really feel good about? I mean, people are talking about Daniel Jones. Please give me a break. Yeah. And then uh, Finley's in there. Uh, Dwayne Haskins will for sure <laughs> be a first-rounder. Um, uh, other than that, like, I, I, I would be surprised if less than four or five quarterbacks go in the first round just because teams are so, like, a general manager's job depends on whether or not you get a quarterback, basically. And you can't just wait. If you're a general manager right. who says, all right, I got one more year. You can't just wait until next year to get a quarterback in the draft. That's just not how it works. So I could absolutely see somebody trading up. Uh, and picking up Ryan Finley yeah I'd really like to see Kelvin Harmon go in the first round yes it's not going to happen I don't think um unfortunately but um if you if you man Bradbury's just so good I I was right. gonna sit here and say if you had to ask me who won the one guy in the draft who I have the most faith in to have a good NFL career is is Kelvin but Bradbury's too good as well but um Kelvin's going to be really good for somebody. He's going to go early second round, I think, um, and, and somebody's going to get a steal. I, I think he will be the best receiver out of this draft class. Um, and then they got this guy, DK Metcalf from Ole Miss, who uh, is, like, really fast and really big. And I don't know if he's good other than that, but that's what, the, that's what they yeah. love, the underwear Olympics at the Combine. And so they just go all off of that. And, yeah. that, and so that's why he's become a first-rounder. But I promise you, you're going to regret drafting D.K. Metcalf over Kelvin Harmon. Yeah, so it's another good year, I think, um, for state players coming out
1: to the draft. That's obviously good for recruiting. Yep. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I think state does a good job of marketing to their to their recruits that, hey, like you can come in as a three-star, a two-star, mm-hmm. four-star, um, and you're going to develop, and then you're going to be – you're going to be ready in, in four or five years, depending on how long you stay. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw it with Chubb. We've seen it with Bradbury. Um, and then Finley and definitely Harmon. I mean, absolutely incredible um, progress he's made. Um, he
0: made the jump early because he's good enough to do that. So. Finley, I'll tell you what, Finley was, Finley was very unimpressive his first year yeah. at NC State. He was just, he was a game manager. Right. And the leap he made from his first year to his second year was unbelievable. It Agreed. really was. And um you know, good for him. Hope he goes first round this year. Um, if not, like I said, the the need for quarterback is just that that's that's what's gonna push him up the draft boards. And um, so we'll see. Then you got guys like Tyler Jones who's gonna be a good NFL offensive lineman for somebody. Um I think Teron Prescott could get picked as well. Right. Um Jermaine Jermaine Pratt is definitely gonna get picked. I guess like third, fourth round. Um And then other than that, you got some guys: Darian Roseboro, uh, Reggie Gillespie. Yeah. Maybe they get a training camp invite. So I, I would say state probably gets six, right? Five or six, solid picks. So, I mean, what, what was last year? Seven. Seven. So I'd say six. I think that would be my number, but. um, Either way, I mean, that's still a really good number. Seven was what tied for second in the country last year. Right. Which when you're comparing it against Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson, who are just getting whoever they want on the recruiting trail, you know, state doesn't have that luxury. Right. So, um, like you said, it helps with recruiting, and uh, it's another great day for the program, you know. Right. Getting to see guys fulfill their dreams. I always compare it to, you know, you talk about, <coughs> which I'm sure you're ready to hear this talk about the next couple of days is you know, the comparison for how many guys you're getting drafted versus how many games you're winning. And the way I look at it is when you're a teacher, or I guess it's more a professor at a university, do you take more more pride in how well your student does on a quiz or a test, which is the equivalent of winning a game? Right. Or do you take pride in seeing them get a job after, which is the equivalent of getting drafted? You see what I point? As a teacher, you know, that's not to say winning games aren't important. That's not – That's not my point. My point is getting drafted is arguably as important as winning games, and and you're seeing guys become successful, and then you can turn it into more success for yourself down the road. Um, That comparison,
1: does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely
0: makes sense. I think State – I don't really know what my point was. I I think think they do a good job
1: of, of promoting that coming to NC State to play football is not all about winning games for NC State. I think they do a good job of explaining yeah. that it's also for the individual. You know, student-athletes, you're going to get a, a world-class education. Um, you're going to grow as a, a gentleman, um, obviously a football player. Um, obviously, you want to win games because that's how you get – not how you get drafted, but, you know, the more games you win, the more noticeable, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. So
0: – Like, Tyler Jones is not getting drafted if NC State goes 4-8. Right. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, so – that's a good point right there. Yeah. Uh, same same with Tyrone Prescott. He's he's not getting drafted if stakes four and eight. So um it's an exciting night. One, maybe two, maybe three guys. There's always surprises at the end of the first round. Right. You really, you really never know. It seems like the thirty second pick is always out like out of nowhere. So we'll see. Um but yeah, uh another good day. Um, basketball, um, not much has changed. Wyatt Walker has left. Um I was a big Wyatt Walker fan. I really was. Yeah. He he was never the best player on the floor, obviously. A lot of people didn't like him because he missed a lot of open shots. Not open, but, like, close shots. He was one of my favorite players. He was exactly – if I was a basketball player, I would play exactly the way Wyatt Walker does. Right. Not very athletic, just in there to do his job, help the team win. Likes to pass, only scores, like, when he's right underneath the basket. Right. Good to, good rebounder. Um, he's somebody you want on your team. He's a He's a good – Great representative of NC State, really. Yes. Um, and off the court, he's really good as well. You know, in the locker room. Um, so he's going to be missed uh, a lot. You know, on the court is he replaceable? Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I'm going to miss him personally a lot. Yes. He was such Agreed. a nice guy too. Um, but somebody made the point like you're you're going you're trying to replace him with a grad grad transfer right. center. Is that grad transfer really going to be that much of an upgrade over Wyatt Walker?
1: Who's already been at NC State for Who's already been at NC State almost for a year? probably almost two years. I mean, since no, no, I guess a year a since year. he enrolled. Yeah. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, someone with the experience, you know, knows like, the system and uh, works his butt off. So
0: I feel like the roster continuity is important. Like, you're not yeah. getting enough of it. Like, you're not bringing in a five-star kid to replace Wyatt Walker. No. Right? So, you're, you're not getting much of a talent upgrade. If at all. And so, you know, it hurts from that because you're losing the continuity. Like, even if somebody is exactly as good as Wyatt Walker, he's still, like, you don't have the same continuity that you would have had if he was still here. And I think that matters. Like, they're not going to have the same chemistry on the court right away. It's going to take them, you know, 20 games or whatever to figure out what everybody's doing on defense, whereas Wyatt Walker, you figured that out this year. Right. So, I, I think that's the biggest thing that it hurts you know Manny Bates is probably going to have a bigger opportunity now. Um state's got to find another big guy though. Yeah. They really do. Um DJ Funderburk he's good. He's not really a center though, you know? Like right. he, he can score inside and and he's got a nice mid-range game, but he's not who you want you know as your last line of defense. And neither is Wyatt Walker really, but uh Manny Bates is going to be good for that, but State's really thin. State has to find another big guy yeah. before next year at this point. They cannot go in with D.J. Funderburg <laughs> and Manny Bates um, because you don't know what you're going to get from Manny Bates. He hasn't played basketball in two years because of shoulder surgeries. And then D.J. Funderburg, the so talk has been about, you know, getting him to play outside more. So, you know, State's got to find somebody else, but we'll see. Uh, Markel still on the, on the right, on the fence. I'm starting to feel like he comes back. How do you feel about it?
1: Um, I think state will probably get either marquette or Jalen. I don't know what. Look, like you. Yeah. Yeah. What the status is with that? So his name's in. Um, obviously we have a long way over a month um, before names have to be pulled back out. Mm-hmm. So May 29th, I think, the magical date. So a lot can happen, and then um, yeah. the players can use obviously use the time to their advantage. You know. Let's get free advice from, from professionals. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it what do we need to work on? What can yeah. we do differently? And then come back for absolutely no penalty at all. Um, so I think a lot of kids take advantage of that, as they should. Um, so I don't think it's time to hit the the red panic button yet that State doesn't have a point guard. But
0: Yeah, you, you're you absolutely right. You should do that. Um, it's just tough. Like, when you get a glimpse of what it's like, right? it's tough to say, oh, yeah, now let me go back to school and play for free. Yeah. You know. Like Markel, not gonna get drafted. Gonna go overseas, maybe he gets a training camp invite or whatever. You can go overseas. Look, you're gonna get paid six figures to travel around Europe and play basketball. I would much rather do that than play basketball at NC State. Wouldn't you? I mean Six figures
1: is pretty good to play yeah, basketball. That's what I'm saying. I don't even like playing basketball that much. It's fun, but maybe so, golf.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, we'll see. I, I'm starting to feel better about it. Jalen I, I don't think he's I don't think it's gonna happen. I really don't. Yeah, but you never know. Somebody's gonna pick him in the second round, I think, and you know, try to develop him. So. He's he's got a ton of athleticism. And state started recruiting other guards as well, right? Which pretty much tells you what you need to know. Yeah. Um. But hey, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And, and LeQ was a good recruiting win. It really was. It was a lot of publicity. It was his first. It was Keat's first big recruiting win. Um. Won't be his last. But it was good to even if he doesn't come, it was good for. You know, even just a confidence boost right. for Keats. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, hopefully there's some clarity by next week, which is going to be our last episode next week. Um, so hopefully there's some clarity there. Before then, I guess. Probably not, but maybe. Uh, and then to wrap things up, I guess we'll talk about baseball, unless you got anything else to throw in there. They've hit a rough patch. Yeah. Not not No two ways about it. Um, it's been tough. It's been... It has not been good. Um, I don't really know what happened. I don't, I don't have answers. Baseball is just a weird game like that. Right. There's not really a game where you're like, okay, this is where everything went wrong. Yeah. It was just, you know, State went 2-2 two and two against Boston College in South Carolina, which is fine. Then they go and lose another one-run game to Coastal on a two-run homer in the ninth. And I think that might have been the one that shook State's confidence. And then, you know, they play game one against Louisville in a monsoon. And, you know, they drop a pop-up because it's – it's so wet outside like yeah. you can't they couldn't run in the outfield they were splashing around so they couldn't catch up to it that turns into a seven run inning and you lose the game and then you get blown out in game two and then game three you lose again and then they go to wake forest and and lose game one and then win game two and then blow a seven nothing think leading game three i don't know man i don't have the answers it sucks yeah um there's absolutely still time to turn around they got four more weeks you know Right. It's not time to feel sorry for yourself right now. But um definitely state state's in a much tougher spot than you would have expected after twenty after a twenty nine and two start. But we'll see. The talent's there, they've done it. They were they were that good for right a, a month and a half or so. So um we'll see. At this point winning the A C C is pretty much off the table. Yeah. Unless Louisville just collapses. Um so the goal's gotta be getting a top four seed for the A C C tournament. Which pretty much means you only have to win one game in round robin. Um, it's kind of a ridiculous rule. Yeah, but
1: it is pretty wild. So if you're the top seed. Um, it's yeah. almost rigged that you make it to the the yeah. semifinal. But if you're a top seed, I guess you'll take it. So yeah, um, it's kind of weird that. I um, think we might be looking at a differently. State hold on to that seven zero lead um, for sure because you only drop one series. You know, yeah. you come back and win the next one in a doubleheader, and you feel you feel alive. But somehow. Um, you blow that, and all of a sudden, you know, things have turned on their on their head, and you can't you can't sit and look down at
0: yourself. Obviously, no. uh, you've lost two series in a row, and you you honestly need to win the rest of them. So you've got to respond to adversity. And right. last year, state did not respond to adversity really right. well. Last year, state it was a bunch of bad luck yeah. against UNC and Florida State. They yeah. lost like five one-run games to UNC and Florida State, which is just ridiculous. Right now, State is just playing badly. There's no bad luck involved. Yeah. Well, there, there's a little bit, but it's mostly playing badly. And so State has to respond to this adversity. Like like I said, they're a good team. They've done it before. So they've, they've got to respond to it. Um, and then, you know, it's all about being hot at the right time. State could have another bad couple of weeks, and then you pick it up right headed into the ACC tournament, you're golden headed into the NCAA tournament, like we see with the Canes, right? Yeah. It's about playing your best at the right time of the year. That's right. It's not about, you know, winning the
1: most games in the regular season. No, it's
0: not. And and it's hockey and baseball are very similar. They're just it's 80% luck. Yeah. Hockey's like 99.8% luck. Sure, yeah. But baseball is like a lot of luck. And and so it's just you got to be playing well at the right time in both of those sports In basketball, it's just who has who which team is the best player on. Yeah. So um I don't know. We'll see what happens. They travel to Notre Dame this week. Um it's an opportunity to get right. Notre Dame's like 16 and 22 overall, but they're 10 and 11 in the ACC or something. It's it's really weird. But funny uh, how that happens. Yeah. But um uh we'll see what happens there. I, I think uh I think state's going to take 2 or 3 from Notre Dame yeah this I week.
1: Yeah, I agree. So bounce back series um
0: definitely they Wake might. Forest is tough. We know about Winston Salem. I oh, I would definitely have, I did not expect State to win that series, but it was a real gut punch to lose seven nothing. Yeah. To lose a seven nothing lead. So it'll be interesting to see if State um if they can win that first game,
1: obviously I think they have a good chance for the sweep. I like I think they've played their best baseball, um, on Saturdays, just overall. Um so but if you lose the first game obviously, um you've got to battle back and win the next two, so um I think that first game might be key, really, for their weekend. I don't know about you, so
0: which on Friday? Yeah, yeah. They they moved Feeney to the starting role on Friday, and he's coming off Tommy John, so he just can't go deep into games right now. <laughs> and um, I I he's the best pitcher in there. Like he's just not able to go deep in games right now, so right. it doesn't give me a ton of confidence. Yeah, I don't know, but if he can give you four or five good innings, then then you're in a good spot. Um, but yeah. We'll see. State well, I looked earlier and state hadn't announced their um their pitching matchups. Let me see if it's out yet. But um before we head out, Kira Leslie went uh tenth overall. Oh we talked about that last yes. week. Oh yeah, we did. Or oh, two weeks ago so or whatever it was. Whatever was. Yeah, uh, yes. s- still
1: extremely impressive. So tenth overall, what only one round and what twelve picks for the entire
0: WMB draft or something like that? No, it was twelve round ra- twelve picks per round. Oh, I thought – okay. I really can't – I really forgot that we talked about that. Yeah, so. Yeah, State hasn't announced any pitching for, for this weekend, so we'll see. But, um, so, I, I think – I'm, I'm going to go Bradbury and Finley get picked in the first round. Okay, yeah. I like that. You
1: like it? Finley probably way late. What are they, oh, 32? like, yeah. Like 30, 31. Yeah.
0: So. But you remember, like, Patrick Mahomes a couple years ago. Yeah. He was, like, a second, third-round guy, and then the Chiefs traded up to, like, number 10 or eleven. Yeah, and now he wins the MVP. So crazy. You know, the drafts drafts are crazy. They really are. Um, the Cowboys will be sitting
1: um, at home tonight, but they'll be watching Amari Cooper highlights all night. So yeah, no first round pick traded. Um, good trade in my opinion, obviously. Um, so
0: all right, that'll do it. That'll do it. Th- yeah, that's it. Anything else? Uh, we'll be back next week for the last episode. Wow, it's crazy. It's been a whole year. Yeah, yeah. It is. So uh, It's been a good year, I think, for, for Wolfpack Athletics. And it's not over yeah, yet. It so. hasn't been a great year, but it's been a good year. It's uh, Just all around. Solid, lo- lo- I think. Yeah, lots of disappointing ends, especially for me on senior nights. So yeah, that, uh, this is, this we'll see. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. But, uh, yeah, that'll do it for us this week. Make sure you check back again next week the last episode of The House. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC-TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu sports.